0: Hello and welcome to the maiden voyage of the Way of the Wave Hero podcast. This is the very first episode in this podcast. For those of you who listen to the Ether podcast, do not worry. Ryan and I are still going to do that. Uh, We're still going to be working on that. I started this podcast uh, for two reasons. One, uh, because I felt like we needed to make more content more often and doing this podcast is going to allow me to do that. The Ether podcast has uh, become a very academic thing and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, is what we wanted. But what that means is that it requires a lot of time for us to come up with the lessons and the material because we want to be accurate and we want to know what we're talking about. So there's a lot of study and a lot of... uh, reading and a lot of discussion to that we do in order to put those podcasts and those videos together, but we still want to put out content more often because we feel like we have a lot to say and we have a lot to do. Uh, we want to get the message of God out there and we want to do it more often, which is why uh, one of the reasons why we started this podcast. The other one uh, is because we also wanted to focus more or actually do something that focused more on Christian living, if you will, and uh, this does that. Uh, you know, we called it the Way of the Wayfarer because uh, we are nothing but travelers in this world. We are just passing through, waiting for our eternal home. But in the meantime, we're trying to be like Christ. We're striving to be like Christ, and we're trying to make a big impact in this world without Christ-likeness, which is why we call this podcast The Way of the Wayfarer. And when we were thinking about what we wanted to do uh, to open this podcast, what do we want to talk about, uh, I actually didn't take me very long to come up with the idea to talk about holiness. And uh, we're actually going to do this in two parts. Uh, some of the podcasts that we're going to do in this podcast are going to be two-parters. Some of them won't. Uh, we shall see. But this particular one, our opening Way of the Wayfarer podcast, uh topic is going to be a two-parter, and so I'm really looking forward to it, and I thought it would be very appropriate to start this whole endeavor by talking about holiness. Um, holiness is a central part, oh, before I get into that, uh, we are, like I said, we're going to do this in two parts, uh, the first part, we are going to talk about Uh, God's holiness, which is what we're going to do in this particular episode. In the next episode, we're going to talk about our holiness. And in both episodes, we are going to try to answer what it is that we do with holiness. Because I think it's a concept, A, that a lot of us don't understand very well. And B, even if we do understand it, a lot of us are sort of left with, okay, I get it, but what do I do with this? And so that's what we're going to try to touch on these two episodes. And hopefully you will be fired up, as I am, uh, not only to talk about it, but to live it out. So without further ado, here we go. Holiness is a central part of our understanding of who God is. And holiness sets the parameters for the type of relationship that we're supposed to have with God. Uh, many people use the definition of holiness as being set apart. And even though that is a good definition of the word and the concept, there is another definition that I think is more appropriate to the overall narrative of the Bible, which is that God is utterly unique. God, in him being holy, it means that he is perfect. It means that he is pure It means that he's incorruptible. It means that he is the only one of his kind. There is no other being on this earth like God. And things that are unique uh, get to be treated in a special way. To give you a very mundane example, think of like items that are so rare that they're auction worthy. You know those auctions that people do of super rare items and a painting will go for like hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars. If you ever watch one of those, I always find it super interesting that all these super rare, unique items get treated with white gloves. Things are behind glass enclosures. Like I said, things that are special get to be treated in a special way. And this is true for God as well. In God's uniqueness, we ought to interact with Him in a way that we interact with nothing else in this world. And this idea uh, is actually present almost as soon as the Bible begins. There's a certain distance, if you will, that holiness creates. And even in the Garden of Eden, Once God has created man and woman, uh, he makes man and woman in his image. And yet, even in the garden, where things are in God's ideal state, there is a part of God that Adam and Eve are are supposed to stay away from, and a part of God that is even dangerous because he tells them not to eat from the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, because it would kill them, because they will die. Even when things are their ideal state, and God lives in communion with man, there is still a part of God that belonged purely to him, because God is unique. This whole idea of God's holiness... uh, continues, again, through most of the very foundational books of the Bible, like in Exodus, uh, in Exodus 3, in verse 5, um, when Moses encounters God for the first time, what God tells Moses is, Do not come near, take your sandals off your feet, for the place in which you are standing is holy ground. That is in Exodus 3, 5. Also, in Exodus 33, verse 20, God tells Moses, And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on who I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on who I will have compassion. But, he said, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. And again, There's this um, dynamic in the Bible in which God chooses to participate in the life of man and yet there's a part of him that we don't have full access to. But, and this is a huge but, uh, this... Holiness that God has, this thing that makes him utterly unique, this perfection, is not something that creates distance. God chooses to use that holiness to change the things that he chooses to interact with, chiefly us humans. Think of this. In uh, Exodus 34, which I'm not going to read the passage, but I'm just going to allude to it. In Exodus 34, uh, Moses goes up to Mount Sinai again after the whole episode with uh, the golden calf and him breaking the Ten Commandments and all that stuff. God asks him to go back on Mount Sinai to both renew the covenant with Israel and to give him another series of laws. And after having gone up there, What the Bible tells us is that Moses comes back down with uh, a face that is literally radiant. Moses goes up to Mount Sinai and is in the presence of God in not the full presence of God because he can't see his face. But he's in the presence if he's in the partial presence of God and he is changed in a way that is noticeable. The Bible tells us that his face was so shiny that he had to put a veil on his face not to bother other people. Think about that. God's holiness is meant to change us. Even if you think about it, and I'm going to read this here, and it's and the first time I read this, it really blew my mind because even Moses acknowledges the place that God has in the nation of Israel. And this is in Exodus 33, in verse 15, it says, Then Moses said to him, and again, just to give you a little bit of context here, so you understand what's happening. uh, Moses had gone up to get the Ten Commandments. Uh, While he's up there, the Israelites uh, build a golden calf that they worship. And then he comes down, realizes that they're doing this. He gets mad. God gets mad. The Ten Commandments get broken. Then God is trying to figure out what to do with Israel because he's obviously upset. And then Moses and God have a discussion. And Moses is trying to convince God to not abandon them. And this is what he says. This is in Mo- uh, Exodus 33, verse 15. It says, Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And that, to me, is one of the ways in which we ought to think Of holiness. God chose to share his holiness with his people. And what that was supposed to create, just as God was unique, it was supposed to create a people that were unique. It was supposed to create a people that were different from everybody around them. God's holiness not only requires us to treat God a special way, but it also changes us. God's holiness required for him to give the law to Israel so that they would know how to approach him. But in them trying to fulfill the law, both the rituals and the moral law, they were changed. They were unlike anybody else around them. Even in Leviticus 19, in the midst of God giving, giving Israel all of the laws, verse 19, in Leviticus 19 verses 1 and 2 says, Lord said, Lord said to Moses, I'm sorry, The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the entire assembly of Israel and say to them, Be holy, because I, the Lord your God, am holy. The very reason that Israel was supposed to be holy wasn't because of any necessarily moral reason, it wasn't because it was a good thing to do, it was because their God was holy. Their God was unique. Their God was different than other gods. And as a people, they were supposed to be different too. God chooses to share his holiness with us. And that mere fact, it's supposed to change us. This same idea, this same concept about God's holiness changing us stands even to this day. As Christians, we don't make ourselves holy. We can't make ourselves holy. God is the one that makes us holy. He is the one that transforms our nature. When we uh, become Christians and in turn come into contact with God, that changes us, it makes us different. And see, this is what we're supposed to do in understanding this. I know of so many people, now that I've talked to through the years, right, that eventually become super weary of uh, following the moral precepts of Christianity. And one of the biggest reasons is because they don't want to stand out. They want to be like everybody else. Uh, for many years, I worked with high school students, and this was one of their biggest uh, concerns in living their lives as Christians. It w- was that they were going to be different from a lot of their peers. It meant that they couldn't do all the same things. Maybe they couldn't listen to the same music. Maybe they couldn't watch the same movies. They couldn't go to the same parties. And a lot of this stuff I want to talk about it on the next podcast. How do we How do we live with this idea of holiness. But before we get into that, I really wanted to park on this whole idea that God, God's holiness makes us different. It changes us. It transforms us. God's holiness isn't this thing that's supposed to keep us away from God. It's this thing that's supposed to make us like Him. We are supposed to be holy because God is holy. And that's the other thing. I think a lot of times we think of holiness as this part of God that we should really be afraid of. This part of God that creates a distance between he he and us. But it's actually what turns us to be more and more like him. Holiness is a bridge between God and his people. Again, not because we've earned it, not because we're great, but because His holiness is supposed to transform us. His holiness is supposed to change us. And in that, right, absolutely we're going to be different. And one of the things that I find super interesting, especially in a day now of social media and Instagram and Facebook, it almost seems like everybody's trying to, quote-unquote, live their truth. And I find that concept fascinating, and I guess we'll get into that some other time. But the biggest thing is, like, one of the things that I really sense, and one of the things that I hear uh, said a lot, is that people are really trying to be unique. They're trying to express all the parts of themselves that are uniquely theirs. And one of the things that this whole topic of holiness really makes me think of is that the only way for us to be truly unique— is to be holy the way that God, the most unique of beings, is holy. And think about it. If we're going to strive to be holy, to be completely honest, and to be completely loving, and to be completely humble, and to be uh, caring and compassionate the way that God is, to pursue truth, The way that God pursues it. Does that really exist in the world outside of God? But see, that's what holiness is supposed to do in our lives. It's supposed to make us unique. And see, here's the biggest thing. And if anything, here's what I would like for everybody listening to this uh, to walk away from this podcast. The world needs us to be holy like God is holy. The world needs us to be legitimately honest. It needs us to be genuinely humble, to be genuinely caring and loving. The world needs that. It needs that kind of uniqueness. For us who are in communion with God and in communion with his holiness. Let that holiness, much like Moses, radiated from his face. Let let that holiness make us radiate in front of other people. We are supposed to be the light of the world. And see, again... I think a lot of times we think of holiness as this thing that's supposed to create distance from us and God, but holiness is supposed to be the bridge, our bridge to God and our bridge to the world. There's a part of holiness that is intimidating, but there's another part of holiness that we need to embrace and embrace fully because we need it and the world needs it. And through us, is also how God is going to reach other people and make them holy. God wants to share His holiness with people. God wants His holiness to change people. Holiness changed everything it touched. If God didn't come and dwell in the tabernacle, this tent that the Jews built, it would have just been a tent. The temple in Jerusalem that the Israelites eventually built without God was just a building. God's presence and His holiness has the power to change everything it touches. It has the power to change us. It has the power to change the world. And God wants us to partake of that holiness. It, he, he, wants us, he wants that holiness to bridge us, to change us. And he wants that, he wants that holiness for us to take it to other people. And we're going to look at that, that aspect of it, of, of taking the holiness to the world. We're going to look at that more in detail next time. But for this podcast, I just really wanted to talk about how uh, God's holiness is something that we need to embrace. Not just because it's a moral thing, but because it's a life-changing, world-altering thing. We're supposed to embrace God's holiness. It's supposed to change us. It's supposed to make us view the world in a different way because God is unique. He's the only one of His kind. And if we want to be unique and make a difference in this world, we have to be holy as well because God is holy. So thank you so much for listening to this, the first episode of the way of the wayfarer podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed it. Uh, we are really looking forward to doing a lot of these and, uh, we are trying to do these every day, Monday through Friday again, because we want to put a lot more of this content out. And, uh, we are trying to work out ways in which to really build a community way around this and really have discussions on this. So, um, We are going to create, and hopefully by the time this is up on the podcast, we would have created a Facebook discussion group. So if you go to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash EtherMMC, and uh, you go to our page and like our page and subscribe to our page, you'll be able also to join a discussion group on there. And we still have to decide how we want to do it, whether we want to do it per topic or we want to just do a free-for-all discussion type deal. But we are going to create more ways uh, for us to interact with you. And in the meantime, you can always follow us on social media. Uh, Another new thing is that up until now, we've had sort of at EtherMMC uh, social accounts everywhere. But I really wanted to create sort of an account that was a little bit more personal in which I can, uh, I guess, share more of the uh, the behind-the-scenes stuff and more of the personal stuff. And so you can follow me personally on Twitter and on Instagram at Rodrigo Ether. So if you want to look for me on both Instagram and uh, Twitter at Rodrigo Ether, and there I will share a lot more personal things and sort of behind-the-scenes things and sort of more of my walk with God, personal walk with God things. And so, yeah. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to our podcast. Share with other people if you've enjoyed it. And uh, thank you so much for listening and for watching, for those of you watching this video. And uh, I guess we'll catch you on the next one. Take care.